Hi, and welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat Podcast. Grace and I are here today on this gloomy Friday morning. We hope everyone has power. Yes, thankfully we do have power here in Grand Rapids, but a lot of the other staff here that are spread throughout Michigan have lost power, unfortunately. So hopefully that comes on for everyone quickly. Yeah. It would be a bummer. Stay safe in the storm. Yes. Yes. But today we're going to be talking about a baby shower that we hosted last week in Lansing that was um, very successful. We got to help a lot of local families in Lansing. We're also going to be talking about how this Saturday tomorrow is Women's Equality Day. And then we're also going to be talking about the recent Fifth Circuit ruling on the abortion pill. And then we'll give a little plug for the Michigan March for Life and our conference that is also happening in a month. So starting out last Saturday, we hosted the Capital City Baby Shower. And we hosted it with the Fellowship Baptist Church. Faith Fellowship Baptist Church. Yes. They were partners with us in this event, which was amazing. We got to work with a bunch of local businesses, restaurants, bookstores, churches, pregnancy resource centers, different organizations that all came together for this baby shower. And we were able to help 76 families and there there was raffles there was 55 different big ticket items which were strollers and car seats swings things like that that families could get if they were in need of that and then different gifts that were given out from these local businesses for mothers if they you know needed to get their hair done or things like that um, just to make them feel special and to help them celebrate motherhood and for the families that are in need. So it was a really cool event. It was at Sharp Park last Saturday and um, we're hoping because this turned out so well and we were able to help the community, we're hoping to continue doing these baby showers in different communities and cities and hoping to also make an impact. And it was also really cool because there was different organizations there, like Head Start and Pregnancy Resource Centers, that had tables there, educational tables or resource tables. And so these women were able to make connections within their community. So if they ever needed you know, more help in the future or they still needed, you know, materials or diapers or whatever they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it was just making friends or, you know, connections, they were able to do that at the baby shower, which was also really awesome. Yeah, it was a really, really great show, especially for it being our first time doing this kind of event. Yeah. So that, yeah, so- that was great. Um I also, I really loved this event because um, it, it does feel like sometimes in the pro-life movement, especially in Michigan, where legislation's not going our way right now and there's a lot of bad news, sometimes it feels like we're, we're always out, we're, we're protesting things or we're marching against Prop 3 or against legislation and then 
to see an event like this. I mean, this is the flip side. This is the pro-life movement coming together with a community to stand for life in a positive way. That's, I mean, we're not, we're not standing against anything at this event. We're standing for women. We're standing for families and we're showing what it is that we believe in, which sometimes that can get obscured with media who don't like us and legislation that tries to attack common sense laws. But this kind of event really shows just how popular and how down to earth the pro-life movement is. I mean, who is against helping moms in need and families who need strollers? And this is just a great way to show support for life. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And it's it's nice, especially at Right to Life of Michigan. We do a lot of education and political action committee activities and legislation. And so sometimes we don't always get to be the outreach to women. And so it's really cool to see an event like this put on right by Right to Life of Michigan see the the families that we're helping and and actually see the work you know being done in front of you and being a part of it is really something special i love that so many businesses helped make this happen too that is amazing that was really cool so we're hoping other communities will treat it how Lansing treated it and businesses will come together and support their local families and communities. Moving along the same lines of helping women and families, this Saturday is actually Women's Equality Day. And the reason that we celebrate this is because in a society where women are told to be equal, you you have to sacrifice a big part of yourself. And that is motherhood sometimes. Biology, yeah. Yes, yeah. And so we think it's important for this Saturday on Women's Equality Day just to thank the women who chose life and to remind everyone, listeners, and just, I guess, society in general, that women can choose life and they can have everything that they've ever hoped and dreamed for and they don't need to give up a part of themselves to be successful or to be independent or to have a career. There are so many examples out there today of powerful women who have these huge, big, awesome careers and then also have this large family. Um, It just goes to show that it is possible and that we don't need to deprive women of that part of themselves just to make them feel equal. Yeah, it's it's really condescending to tell women that, oh, it's going to be a huge struggle for you if you want to be a successful businessman and a mother. So you shouldn't try. You should give up one of them to make it less of a struggle right because you can't overcome both of those like that's very condescending and it doesn't uphold any of the equal rights that women have fought for Mm -hmm. i mean it does it's really just telling women that you have to be like a man to be successful that's right 
yeah instead of embracing the the differences yes yes i couldn't find the word and not only that but also if a woman does find themselves pregnant but they're also chasing after you know this independent life and this huge career they're just told by society to silently take care of what they think is the issue if it affects them negatively then well no it didn't because there are no negative effects of abortion and you have to deal with it silently Mm. and that's not very empowering that's not pro-women that is not helping them at all so that is definitely something to remember and to consider this saturday on women's equality day we will definitely be celebrating on our social media accounts so check out those do you think women's equality day do you think that kind of eats into the narrative that abortion has no negatives i mean we see those stories all the time Mm -hmm. the media doesn't do a great job of highlighting them when they happen when women have abortion regret or when there are injuries from abortion, the, the media doesn't normally pick those up. Right. We see them a lot, but maybe the public doesn't. So when when Women's Equality Day comes around, are there are there nuances that or contradictions? Are there contradictions that come up between this this narrative of abortion's always good, but also women can overcome any struggle? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so, because it's, I think the whole part of it of feminism is women are strong, and they are, and they should feel empowered and in control. Well, that's the thing, like, all of the societal inequalities have been dealt with. Women can vote now. Mm -hmm. Women can work in the business place. I mean, women can go and achieve their dreams. The only difference that our society now wants to fix quote unquote is mm-hmm. the biological difference it's it's the natural difference mm-hmm. but that's not a problem right just because it's different doesn't make it wrong right and if you're gonna tell women that they're strong and and power them then if they do run into some an unexpected pregnancy or you know fear of the unknown then we should be lifting them up and telling them, hold on, you're, you are strong enough to do this and you can do this and you can be a boss or director or have this great career or do whatever you want to do, be independent, travel. You can do all those things because you are strong and also be a mother. Mm-hmm. I think one aspect of the the anti-equal narrative the no women can't have it all you have to pick i think one aspect of that is just how selfish it is to not choose life i mean we we see this a lot women with unexpected pregnancies they choose abortion the number one reason is finances or Mm -hmm. i'm not ready right and a lot of the times that is that is not a legitimate reason because there are people who can help you financially. Mm-hmm. There are people who can help you get ready. It's a selfish desire to just want to to indulge, to continue this lifestyle you are living. To yes. not I mean to not face the consequences of your actions. 
And if women if women don't have to face the consequences of their actions, that's not a very empowering message either. That's telling women you don't have to be responsible. There's no there's no downsides. Mm-hmm. This is part of being equal. Is everybody has their part to play in society, and if women are going to act as if they can they can choose anything they want, then there are consequences that come with that, good and bad consequences. I mean, one of the, the consequences, quote unquote, of choosing life is now you have this wonderful baby that you get to take care of. Mm-hmm. And that that's not all roses. There are hardships to that. But it is in the long run such a blessing. And that gets obscured very much with the, yes, it does. Yeah. the feminism, do whatever you want, sacrifice life to uphold your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know we've talked about this a lot on podcasts, but I a lot of it boils down to convenience, especially in the U.S. We love convenience. We love um, a quick fix. We are selfish in that way, for sure. We like to move quickly. And so I think probably in modern society, when you hear about Women's Equality Day, I'm curious of what a lot of people think that day is for. It's probably to uphold women at the detriment of men. It's modern feminism. Mm-hmm. It's the the idea that there is only oppressors and oppressed, and that in order for things to change, those sides just have to flip. There's only victims and the oppressors. And so for all of history, if men have been the oppressors and women are the victims, well, now to right that wrong, you have to flip the sides. So then women would become the oppressors. I definitely think there's a section of society that is trying to do that, for sure. But it's definitely sad. It's not the way things have to be. No. It's a wrong narrative. And it's sad to see women have to deny being a woman so that they can feel they feel like they're equal to men that's very sad mm-hmm. all right moving on <laughs> just so everyone knows that's tomorrow women's equality day i hope you celebrate moving on recently we did have a fifth circuit ruling on the abortion pill we've been waiting a couple months for this ruling to come out I think since the spring, if I'm remembering correctly. It's been highly anticipated. Yes. Yes. Nothing really changed from it, though, which is not surprising. The Fifth Circuit basically ruled that their original ruling, that they're staying their original ruling, that the abortion pill is still available, but they're going back to the original REMS. We're not exactly sure if that's the 2000 rules standards or the 2016 um, which said you have to be examined before you can give the medication to the women and a doctor has to give it to them so standards like that you can't send it through the mail or do telehealth visits which would be great because those already add on to a very dangerous medication, make it even more dangerous for women. There's no way to diagnose an ectopic pregnancy over telehealth. Right. And that can that can be fatal right. for someone who takes the abortion pill. Yes. So with all that to say, nothing has changed because 
they we still have to wait for the Supreme Court to agree with this ruling, and then I believe it goes into effect if they do. I also think that they don't have to take up the case, which neither of us are legal experts, so we're not exactly sure. I think they probably would just because it's highly anticipated and... It's been an issue for a while now. Right. Either way, along the lines, either now or down the road, they're going to have to rule on this. So hopefully that comes out soon. I would assume probably not this year, next year, maybe, because they already are out of session right now. So they can't anyway. So we are looking forward to that. That's really all the news we have for today. <laughs> yes, it's definitely been a slow summer for pro-life news, which you could think is a bad thing or a good thing, maybe a little bit of both. Nothing crazy's been happening, but also nothing super great for Michigan anyway. Mm-hmm. We do have events upcoming. We do. We hope we see you all at. We have a really exciting event November 8th, you've probably heard us talk about it. It's our Michigan March for Life. And we have partnered with the National March for Life to host this event. We hope to see a really big turnout because it's on November 8th, which is the day that Proposal 3 passed last November. And we want to show Lansing. We want to show the Capitol. We want to show Michigan, really anyone that voted for Proposal 3, that this is not, we are still not wanting this here in Michigan. And we're going to keep fighting. And we're going to remember all of the children and the unborn that are going to be impacted by Proposal 3 or, or have already been impacted. And we're going to march for them. So it's going to be a huge event. And we have lots of information about it on our website. We have some really great keynote speakers and just speakers in general. Um, We have lots of pregnancy resource centers that are going to be joining us and some uh, really cool band as well. We also have some merch. It is a headband because it's probably going to be cold in November. So if you want to check any of that out, it's on our website under events can find it right there and we really hope to see you there you can actually register for the march also on our website and grace is hosting our state conference this year i don't think i'm hosting it i'm planning well, it. she's planning it <laughs> yes so that is in one month on september 28 um much much lower profile than March for Life, (laughs) but we are gearing up for our 50th annual conference. I've been doing conference for 50 years. This is only my second time, though. (laughs) Uh, We have great speakers. We have Allison Santafonte, and we have Teresa Henderson, who's local to Michigan, and they will be speaking on pro-life issues and the pro-life situation in Michigan We've got workshops from Right to Life staff talking all sorts of topics. And please register for that. Also under events, we hope to see you there. Yes, that one you have to register for. Unlike the Michigan March for Life, where I don't think you have to, but it would be great if you did. So that way we could 
know how many people are coming. Right. Michigan March for Life is free to attend. Our conference is ticketed. So please go to our website and register for that if you are interested. Yes, we definitely hope to see you there. There's going to be affiliates, our Right to Life of Michigan affiliates from all over the state. So if you have never been involved in the pro-life movement or in a RTL affiliate, that would be a great place to meet them. I think that's all we have for this week. A little bit shorter episode just in the slow summer weeks and summer news. So thank you for joining us this week and for listening. And we hope you have a wonderful summer weekend. Thank you.